and God's peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the text for the message today comes from the gospel reading. Let us pray. Gracious God, your light shines brightly into our darkness. Bless us as we gather that we might know the true light that you bring into the world. And may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our maker and our redeemer. Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Still in the Christmas season. Still good to say. Uh, Perhaps you've had this happen to you. You're sitting at home. You're enjoying the evening. Maybe you're spending some time on the treadmill or maybe taking some time to catch up on your favorite shows. Uh, It feels good to be inside because at that time on the outside, uh, there are storms raging. And then it happens without warning. All of a sudden, you find yourself, boom, in the dark, right? The power goes out. And when the power goes out, things get a little different, don't they? Uh, If it's out for a while, it makes everything different for the evening. Uh, Sometimes you have to drag out, if it's the gas grill, to drag that out to cook cook your food. Maybe it's walking around the house by candlelight or by flashlight or, or, or showering by candlelight or flashlight. I mean, if you ever had to stumble around in the dark, you know what an amazing difference that light or the lack of it makes in our lives. God created light on the first day of creation, and it's one of those gifts from God that we really do take for granted. We only realize how important it is when we're left in the dark. I read a story uh, from a woman by the name of uh, Laura Demarest. She recalled what it was like for a group uh, to be trapped deep underground in a dark, flooded cave in Indiana and then their rescue. And she writes this, she says, In the end, there was a team of fellow cavers and trained rescue personnel that came to our aid as the waters were receding. They brought us food and water, warm clothes and smiles. One later commented when he reached our small group, uh, the smell was so fantastically terrible from his clustered together for so long in our stinky cave gear, but he said it was the best thing he ever inhaled. (laughs) We made the long trek out of the cave, all of us under our own power, buoyed by the rescuers who assisted us along the way. It took at least four hours of exhausting waiting, scrambling, and crawling for all of us to get out to exit. We were greeted on the surface by relieved and jubilant families and friends, bright lights, medical personnel, food, and inviting campfire. It was surreal. I wanted to celebrate with my friends, but I wanted to go home and sleep, too. <laughs> you know, that is the message of Christmas, isn't it? You know, much like what Pastor Hanel talked about on Christmas Eve, right? Uh, after he preached that sermon, I said, thanks a lot. I'm using some cave references in my sermons the week after Christmas. Uh, uh, appreciate that. Uh, but you're going to get them anyway. They're not the same story, which is good. Uh, being caught in the dark, needing rescue being lost, and then being brought into safety, into the light. That day in the temple court when the old man Simeon saw the baby Jesus uh, cradled in his mother's arms, it may have been broad daylight, but for Simeon it was like a light had gone on. With his very own eyes he saw the Messiah that people for generations had been waiting to see. He could really see in a a small baby something special, that Jesus is the light, the light that will reveal God to all people, that he will drive away the darkness that surrounds the world because of sin, that he will bring the light of forgiveness, the light of hope, 
the light of eternal life. Now, what led up to this meeting in the temple that day? Well, Mary and Joseph had bundled up their six-week-old baby boy and made the trip from Bethlehem to the temple in Jerusalem where they planned to present their firstborn son to the Lord, make a sacrifice uh, for that and for Mary's purification as the law of Moses required. We heard that in the Old Testament reading. On the other hand, it seems that going to the temple wasn't on Simeon's list of things to do for that day. However, the Holy Spirit, we see, sort of taps him on the shoulder and guides him there. And it was something that Simeon really could not ignore because it appears that he had been promised by God. He promised that he would not die until he got a good look at God's chosen one. Now, with a promise like that, uh, Simeon could not afford to ignore even the slightest sense that he should be here in the temple instead of somewhere else. And so it happened that Mary, Joseph, and the baby Jesus make their way into the temple. Simeon notices them and especially takes note of the baby. Maybe he approached Mary and Joseph and says, May I hold your baby? And maybe her, Mary's heart beated uh, fast for a little bit, uh, decided maybe he looked harmless enough. After all, strangers had been visiting their child ever since he'd been born. Here's another stranger who approached them, spoke ever so highly of this tiny baby, and worshipped him as king. And the old man takes this child into his arms. It was revealed to him like that light shining in a dark room, saying, this is the one. This is the child that he and all the world had been waiting for. And he said the most amazing thing. Uh, He said, Sovereign Lord, as you promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. My eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. A light. A light. Jesus, this child in his arms, would light up the world. John agreed with Simeon uh, in his gospel reading that uh, in John chapter 1, so he writes, in him, meaning the word, Jesus, the Son of God, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. Then Simeon handed the baby back to Mary. He knew his long wait was over. He, 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 he knew, hey, Death's probably not long now because the Spirit has kept His promise. I've seen the Lord's Christ. Now I can die in peace. Seen and held the light of the world, he knew he could depart in the peace of the Lord. The same peace that the angels promised to the shepherds when they sang glory to God in the highest and peace to His people on earth. And after they had blessed Mary and Joseph, he went on to tell them more because you see, a really bright light casts deep shadows doesn't it? And there, as many people who would be there to rejoice to learn who Jesus was, there would be just as many that are going to grind their teeth against him. This light's going to show people's false faith and service for what it is. His light is going to show those who truly love God and those who do not. He's going to expose those who do not. It brings light into the dark, his light into the darkness of the world, and there's going to be those that are going to do their best to get rid of him because they love the darkness. And he warned Mary, this is going to bring pain in your future. Old Simeon lived long enough to know that if God wants to bless us, 
to save us somehow God really must confront the worst in us. The things we do to one another. The terrible things we do to ourselves. And that confrontation is not going to be cheap. Salvation is a costly thing. This tiny baby in Mary's arms, Jesus would grow up, speak the truth to us, and would die for us. Yeah, there is that close connection, isn't there? Between Christmas and Good Friday. Behind the manger stands the cross. Jesus has come to bring that light of God's love and grace into people's lives. But the darkness is there too, isn't it? Hector Tobar, in a book titled Deep Down Dark, tells the story of the 33 Chilean miners who were trapped 2,000 feet below the surface for 69 days. See, I told you there'd be more stories about caves. They, uh, they had to live in the dark. Almost, almost no food. They were cut off from the rest of the world. They didn't know if they would ever see daylight again. Many of the miners, face to face with imminent death, they began to take stock of their lives and to realize they had a, had a lot, of regret, lot of regrets. Someone asked uh, jo- Jose uh, Henriquez, uh, a Christian, if he, would, if he would pray for everyone. He got down on his knees. Some of the men joined him, and he began to talk to God, saying, Lord, we aren't the best men. Have pity on us. But then he got personal. <laughs> he said, Victor Segovia knows he drinks way too much. Victor Zamora is, way, is too quick to anger. Pedro Cortez thinks about the poor father he's been to his young daughter, and on and on he went. But nobody objected. It started something special. In that place, as, as the author titled it, Deep Down Dark, buried under the earth, with death staring him in the face, the men got real before God and each other. They met every day to eat a meager meal, hear a short sermon, get on their knees and pray. Uh, They prayed, God, forgive me for the violence of my voice against my wife and my son. God, forgive me for abusing the temple of my body with drugs. They confessed to each other, I'm sorry I raised my voice against you, or or, I'm sorry I didn't help get the water today. But uh, on the surface, there was this rescue effort that had begun. People from all over the world had begun uh, to try to help, to give, to pray for the men to be saved. Unfortunately, the, the, the happiest part of the story is the saddest. If you remember, they had that big drill. Uh, they were cutting this hole to, to lower a, a little elevator, if you will, a tube uh, through that rock, and, and they broke through. The miners get food, supplies, <laughs> even get iPads. <laughs> they know eventually they're going to be rescued. They find out they're becoming famous, that they might get rich. Then the confessing stops. And the praying stops. The lure of money and fame undoes the close community that were brought together by their suffering. It's interesting that they were at their best when life was at its worst. Deep down dark is the place where you know you can't make it on your own. Deep down dark is the place where you realize you need God. Darkness in people's lives can differ from one person to the next. The darkness may be the troubles facing though no fault of your own. Or maybe it's the lack of basic food, water, or care. Uh, maybe to a child in another part of the world, uh, in a war-torn country, darkness is the killing, the raping, and plundering of a civil war. For another person, the darkness is struggling with an illness, 
losing uh, the struggle with failing abilities and ending up in a care facility. For some, darkness is an addiction of any kind, an addiction that consumes your thoughts and your life. Perhaps your darkness is the pain of relationships, either family or friends, relationships that break up, deteriorate, deteriorate as the years go by. Perhaps your darkness is that sin you still struggle with, or, or maybe it's the consequences of that sin in your life or in your family's life. Or the darkness is the pain of abuse of any kind that you or someone you love endured. For others, darkness is looking into the day when a loved one will die. There's deep darkness inside each of us. In the darkness of sin that affects every moment of every day, infecting every word and action, in fact, sometimes the darkness becomes so much a part of our way of living that we have difficulty recognizing that darkness as something evil. Simeon recognized in the baby Jesus light. A light that would change things. A light that would bring salvation to those trapped in darkness. A light that will change things. Where, where, where there's guilt, this light brings forgiveness. Where there's despair, this light brings hope. Where there is weakness, this, this the light brings strength. Where there's anxiety and there's worry, this, this light brings us peace. Where there's sickness and grief, this light brings faith in God. Where there's failure, the light brings love, his love. Where there's darkness in your family, in your life, in, your, in the world, Christ is there, ready to bring light to life and life, to chase, chase away the darkness that enshrouds our lives. When you look at the child in the arms of Simeon, see what he saw. See the one who is going to meet you in the point of your darkness, whatever the darkness is for you. His love never changes. In His light, you are going to find strength to carry on. In His light, darkness is replaced. It's replaced with hope. It's replaced with love. It's replaced with forgiveness. When the old man Simeon was holding this child, he spoke words that were vast and, and universal in their scope. He said this child is going to come for all nations, for all races, for all people of the world, right? You see, that's the reality of this Christmas gift in the darkness. You see, the, the babe in the manger is not ours. We are his. This child is God's son who gave his life to rescue us from sin and death. He did it so we might belong to him. A man by the name of Bob Woods tells the story of a couple who took their son, 11 and daughter seven to Carlsbad Caverns. Yeah, I know, a lot of cave stories, okay. Uh, as, uh, as always, when the tour reaches, if you've ever been in those, the, the deepest point of the cavern, the guide usually turns the lights off to dramatize how, how completely dark uh, and silent it is before, below the Earth's surface. Uh, when he did that, the little girl was suddenly enveloped in this utter darkness, and she was frightened and began to cry. And almost immediately, you could hear the voice of her brother when he said, Don't cry. Somebody here knows how to turn on the lights. In a real sense, that's the message of the gospel, isn't it? The message of Christmas. Light is here. 
light is available even when the darkness seems overwhelming. Simeon is leading the way in celebrating this precious baby boy that God has come into this earth. A child, uh, uh, this child is a light that is going to reveal and shine out God's love and bring salvation for all people. So let's take this Christmas joy into the new year as we, as we join Simeon in that song, right? Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For our eyes have seen your salvation, which you prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. My friends, may we always rejoice in the light that shines in our darkness. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.